We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, if a mom listens to Florida, that means if your parents ever get divorced, she is having sex with a strong black man. Like, that's just <laughs> what that means. And I would describe that as my aesthetic, a divorced woman who has <laughs> a strong black man. A divorced? Girl, we gotta get you on The Bachelor. Come on, Hannah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. It's Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. We're still on Skype. I'm still in Virginia. She's still being an adult. Um, What's up? Nothing. Just kind of getting back into it. I'm like weirdly calm, even though it's just a shit storm of stuff going on around me with work. What was your New Year's resolution? I always make a few. I'm obnoxious. It's more like just goals to get out of the way through the year. But like one of them that I've been working on before even New Year's was just to like I don't know, not let work stuff or not get stressed like that, like not let it bother me um, because I like internalize all that shit and I like I don't sleep and I get over it. And then I'm like, why do I, why am I giving this much of a fuck? Like, I promise you if the shoe were on the other foot, no one would be giving this much of a fuck about me. So I'm like, it's not that big of a deal. I feel like I held on to jobs because I was so scared if I quit that I wouldn't be able to, but then I was like, this job sucks. Like, well, I- it is the same as like relationships and shit too. Like, I feel like I talk to people all the time. We're like, he's fine, but like, it's those, those are the people that are like, well, we've been together for so long, so why would I break up with him? I'm like, to literally date anyone else. I know, people who say we've been together for so long, that's like arguing that you're watching a DVD because you had the player. It's or like, like you're watching a movie that you fucking hate and you're 10 minutes in, you're like, but we started it, so we might as well finish. <laughs> I can't even think of an example because I do turn off movies. But it's like shit like that. Like if you've been rewatching Entourage and I'm like walking out of the room every time I get annoyed with it because it's so obnoxious. And before I'm like, no, let me sit through it. Now I'm just like, nope. Well, that's on you, Scala, because Entourage is fucking (laughs) (laughs) I have a friend who doesn't really like her boyfriend and she's like, Well, what am I gonna do? Be single at thirty? And I was like, You realize like life is a lot longer than forty years. It just feels, yeah, like. It's in the 1300s. How are you throwing in the towel? Also, she's not 30, she's 28. So she's like, who's going to be single? I'm like, that's if you wait a year and a half to break up with him, which is a long time. Yeah. I can't imagine faking it that long, number one. Like, I'm not good at, like, if I am uncomfortable or unhappy with something, my face will show it before I'd ever say a word. So I would either break up with the person or I would just be such 
a horrible human being to them that they'd be like, I'm not dealing with you. I'd be like, okay, well, uh, that's too bad. You're such a, my friend said that once. She was like, I once uh, made a guy, he got her Taylor Swift tickets and she didn't want to break up with him because she was like, if I break up with him, like he has the tickets. Yeah. So for like the two weeks leading up to the concert, she was just like being such a pain in the ass. And he was like, I don't think this is working. She's like, but we were supposed to go to that Taylor Swift concert. And he was like, you can bring a friend. Okay. <laughs> she got to go to the concert. But it's funny, my friends who are in bad relationships will always say to me, like, but doesn't it suck being single, Hannah? You know? <laughs> because yeah, you're really selling it. Because I do make jokes about it, and I am like, I just want a boyfriend. But when I say I just want a boyfriend, I don't want someone who's fucking annoying. You know what no. being single is annoying? It's not because the alone time, which is also crippling, <laughs> but it's... <laughs> it's the going on the dates with these fucking losers yeah. and the fact that some of my friends lock these losers down and then are like I'm stuck with them forever I'm like your boyfriend is why I consider dating terrible because I have to run into some of these guys or I have to meet some of these guys so but you have the foresight to be like I don't want to be a part of this whereas they were like mm, he's fine yeah he's breathing yeah he's got hands I realized um I rewatched the office I downloaded peacock and rewatched the first two seasons nice and when Jim was describing why he liked Pam so much, uh, the second word he used was warm. And I was watching with my friend and I was like, that's our problem. We are not warm ladies. Pam wasn't warm either, though. That's misleading. But she gets like excited, you know, I don't really get excited about many things. I'm not like, oh my God, congrats. Like genuinely like, oh my I mean, God. No one gets genuine. Think about it this way. Like we all, when you like someone, you're like, I want to be happy for you. How often are you like, if somebody gives you great news, I can only think of maybe three times when a friend of mine has told me something and I'm like, I'm probably just as happy as you are. Otherwise people tell me things I'm like, oh my God, that's so great. I'm so happy for you. And I can turn on the voice. I don't really care. Yeah, I guess you're not a good example of being warm either, but you do have a boyfriend. But I think th it would bother him if I was like, maybe, actually, it probably wouldn't. Maybe that's a talk we need. Like, I'm sitting here like, it would bother him if I was like doting and really cared for him. And he's sitting in the background like, oh, that'd be great, actually, if you could like. I would actually love that. Can you please be nicer? <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go in the complete opposite direction either, because then it's just, it's like, it'll be clearly fake and forced. Nobody, like I said, nobody gives that much of a fuck about other people. They just I know, don't. But are all girls faking it? Are all girls yes. being so genuinely nice? Or you risk, like, it's a very fine line because I feel like the ones that are warm and like, oh my God, I'm so excited. This is so great for you. I don't find those people to be very smart. <laughs> so I think sometimes, I don't know if this is true, but I do think being like, really genuinely just like rah-rah about everything and just being super pumped about every aspect of life. I do think that's connected to people that aren't that intelligent. When you're a little bit cynical and you see things in a certain way, which is realistic, it might not be the most pleasant thing to be around, but it's legit and that person's probably pretty intelligent. I guess I just, I wish I was dumb. <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> no, I mean, but the, certain things I'm like, I'm kind of dumb. Like uh, I'll spell things wrong and I'm like, oh, I'll use the wrong year every once in a while. And I'm like, I just like didn't see that. What I know mean you use the wrong year. Here, H-E-R-E. -E. Oh. The only way I know I'm smart is that I'm in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't read a lot of books. I don't know what a lot of words mean, but I'm unhappy. So I've got to be smart. <laughs> my hinge January, it must have been the first, blew up. I guess not blow up, right? I'm not like a, I, I'm not a model. So it didn't, you know, this isn't going to sound like a lot to some people, but within a day I got like eight likes, which is pretty good for me. There you go. But I was like, 
okay, people are back. People are really looking for a new relationship this season. They're ready to lock it down. It's 2021. They're ready to get back out there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. If you're getting, like, I feel like dating in the pandemic before, I was like, are we ready to get out of this? Do I even like this person if I'm not around other people? Like, or how are they going to be around my friends? You're like, I don't know. Well, you also, like, you kind of want to lay the groundwork now because by the time we all can be out and about, because, like, it's not going to be normal, but over the summer should be a lot easier than this past summer was. And I feel like you want to have the person on lock. So you're like, okay, like, now it wouldn't be weird if we thought of going on a trip or thought of going to like a big party with my friends because we met in February. Well, I saw this New York Post article that was like the roaring 2020s and it was like a foam pit with like naked people fucking and I was like, no one looks like these people in the foam party. Do they know what we're looking like coming out of quarantine? It's not going to be pretty. No, we need a year to like tighten it up. Get back to the gym, you know, get back to those workout classes. Yeah. I need to use my Gary's boot camp credits before I start fucking in the streets. (laughs) What do they say in dating? It's better to be feared than loved. Yes. That's my motto, at least. Sounds 100% true. I feel like that's something you get tattooed across your chest. Just uh, tattoos around my nipples? Yeah. So I guess I'll do my crazy bitch of the week before we get into it. Um, Well, I just read this article that I thought was so funny. A guy went to prison and he smuggled a samosa into prison. He tried to smuggle one samosa into prison with his in his butthole because he knew the food wouldn't be that good. And I was like, so a shit-covered samosa is better than anything you'd get in prison? I mean, that must be really saying something. Also, props to it wasn't in his asshole. He just had it between his butt cheeks. Oh, wow. I'm like, that's got to be a tight ass. His glutes are, oof, that's hot. I would bail him out for that. I was like, what body goals to be like, you move on to bigger foods based on your squats. You just start, (laughs) you're like, how many M&Ms can I hold in my butt cheeks? Now I'm up to the family size. We were share size three weeks ago, but I'm really getting there. 56 ounces. Yeah, I'm at a party pack right now. If you could (laughs) smuggle anything in your asshole to prison, what would it be? Like any one food. See, my thing with the samosa, I'm like, he chose a samosa. I like Indian food, but a samosa is potatoes and loose peas, which are my two least favorite foods. Loose peas in anything make me want to vomit, let alone like in a fried dough. Like why ruin good fried dough? So I just, I was shocked. I was like, you have one, you're like, okay, I'm going to risk it all for a fucking samosa. And it needs to be like hot. I know it's like in between your butt cheeks, so it's warm, but that's not the same. Like no one wants a lukewarm samosa. And also it's one. So why didn't he just eat it as he's about to go in? He was going to hold it in his ass to what? For a few days and be like, all right, day three, I need the samosa. Yeah, I don't get it. So yeah, if you could smuggle one food, one piece of food. Um, if I could get a six inch meatball sub <laughs> comfortably in there. Skylar better hit the squats. I am hitting the squat rack hard before I go. At the gym, just be like, I'm prepping for jail to have a six-inch meatball sub. I mean. I can't fit a full footer. Well, even six inches, Skylar, you're pretty much. Maybe I get like the child size one from Subway, which I think is like maybe three and a half inches. I don't know. That's still a lot. That's still a lot. Okay. Either that or a cinnamon roll, and that's going to get crushed inevitably. Yeah, cinnamon roll would get awkward with the, you know, with the icing. Yeah, that would get really sloppy. So this is. You could probably get one meatball up. You probably couldn't get a full meatball sub. I don't know your squat. You do have a booty, but you don't have a six-inch 
meatball sub booty. But if I knew that this was a goal and I'm like, this, like, it's my last hurrah, I might be in here for life. I would figure it out. <laughs> okay. I would have, hmm, no, this is tough. I feel like we're trying to think too hard about the logistics here. It's one yeah. of those say yes and then figure it out later kind of thing. I would fit as much popcorn chicken from KFC on my ass as I possibly could. That shit is so good. I went there for the first time, like, last weekend. It was so good. I also had a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. Holy shit, that's good. There are Popeyes around the city. I feel like they're new, but there are Popeyes around the city now, so you are in luck. I can't do fast food in New York. It's like there's something about walking into the restaurant that feels so defeating. You need to do drive through I need to do a drive through If I'm not eating in my car, I'm just like, there's a sadness to eating alone at a fast food restaurant. For fat, like if I'm going to obliterate my body or if I'm just like, I'm in a bad mood, I need to eat my feelings, whatever. I love Papa John's pizza or... Subway. I will do Subway. Like, if I'm really just like, fuck everything. Oh, if they made a Subway candle, I would stock the fuck up on those. They should make a Subway candle. They might. I'll Google it. There's no way that I'm the first, we're the first people that have thought about that. Like, walking by a Subway is the one thing that always makes me want it. One time I had a Subway cookie and they put it in the, I asked them to heat it up and they put it in the oven clearly right after they had made a meat sandwich and I tasted the meat on the cookie. They must have fucked that up because I feel like they have a designated, like, cookie oven in some of them yeah I was in a horrible subway I was in a New York subway yeah um so you can get a stinky candle company at stinky candle company they have fresh bread candles so but they don't have like a subway I want subway scented I want subway marketing labels everything yeah subway really needs to figure this shit out I can't believe no one's thought of this oh there's a reddit thread about it (laughs) course here we go there are people there are 11 year olds out here very concerned um yeah let's intro our guest our guest today he's great he's so funny he has an album called jay jordan y'all that's available on itunes it's on amazon anywhere you can buy an album i believe uh he was in my snapchat show get money he played the hot high schooler he's been on the tonight show with jimmy fallon he's a super talented comedian jay jordan Okay, well, you know I gotta read an ad. It's 2021. We're coming out swinging. We're coming out strong. (laughs) I'm walking into it with debt. It's not even college loans. It's personal debt that I have to other people. So first of all, I want to ask you guys to please tell your friends to listen to this podcast. Go write a review. And I get it. Writing reviews fucking annoying. But that's the world we live in. So just go leave five stars. You don't even have to write anything. Actually, it would also be helpful if you wrote something, but you don't have to. Just tell your friends to listen. Don't make me start a Patreon. Don't fucking make me start a Patreon. The ad I was told to give out today is... It's an it's an ad for the network, because they're starting a program called Blue Wire Hustle, where you can host your own podcast on Blue Wire. Maybe your New Year's resolution is to start a podcast. It definitely shouldn't be. But if you're going to do it, now you have someone that can help you, because this program which is called Hustle, was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you just want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, Hustle is great because as part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art. You'll get Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, which is not me. It's not me. I'm not a top one. I don't know if you can tell. <clears throat> I'm, I'm fine with it, though. I'm fine with it. I don't need to be top. I don't have to be the middle. Bottom. Middle bottom's cool. I like the mid-bottom. Feels safe. Anyway, 
You also get access to community discourse and an e-learning course on tips and tricks. Fuck, maybe I should do this. And on top of that, we will get the show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get in on this for $15 a month. Oh, so it does cost money, I'm seeing now. Sorry, I'm reading this ad for the first time. Which is the same rate as any other hosting site would charge for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is going to open the doors. So I suggest if you want to start a sports podcast, if your name is Chad, Hustle is perfect for you. Acceptance into the program is limited, so you can get your application today. It will be in the bio of this episode. I'll put a link at the bottom of this episode. So, you know what? If you want to compete with me, let's fucking go, babe. Anyway, let's just get into it. So I was like trying to think of ways to make money quick, and they're all illegal. (laughs) Either of you, what's the most desperate thing you've done for money? Like, what's a desperate thing I can do that's not sexual, but sexual adjacent I'm open to? In undergrad and grad school, selling clothes. That's a good one, too. You go to Coinstar. Um, yeah, Jay, that's $7. Yeah. Um, oh, this is one really good thing that you can do for money right now is you don't do sexual, but you do kinky. So it's feet or like something that you're okay with being out there. I was going to say, I would do feet pics, Hannah, because I feel like you've got good feet. Like no yeah, one would I- ever know it was your feet. Unless, like, you got really, really popular, then you'd be like, no, 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 those are mine. Those those, yeah. those little piggies are and mine. I get famous off TikTok for my feet. That's how I finally <laughs> get an agent. I yeah. mean, that is the kind of stuff that happened in 2020, though. Yeah, it's, like, weird until it's not. You're, it's, like, weird oh, until you're yeah. famous. And then people make fun of the people that make fun of it. They'll be like, well, how else were people supposed to pay bills, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's like- what... That's what this whole year has been. Like, it's you shitting on something until you have to do it. Me with herpes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. I think, like, but comedy is also, like, one of those things that, like, there was this mass migration of everyone to the digital spaces where Hannah, like, for example, and myself were, like, being funny, but with, like, a lot of help. Like, a lot of production kind of, like, lifting you up and being like, okay, you write the script or you act in it. But And so, like, everything got moved because then people were like, well, I'm just going to film my kids taking a shit in the living room. And I'm going to have three million followers on TikTok because I don't know how to train my kids. Yeah, no, now we're competing. It's not even just comedians now. It's dogs and babies and girls with dogs. Big butts. It's people cooking things. You ever watch those series where they'd be like, this will be the episode where the characters go into like a virtual reality world. And like, these are the rules of the world, like with Reboot or like with a bunch of stuff in the early 2000s because everything was like Y2K uh, focused. It's like that. Like you have to exist digitally now in a way that is weird. Yeah. No, it's so true. Because I'd never want to be like a TikTok comedian or like an Instagram comedian just because I think it's, I just don't like that. Because you need the like, you want to hear the people laugh in real time and then leave. I don't have time for the delayed reaction of <laughs> likes on TikTok. I need the immediate laugh of yeah. a live show. What, Otherwise, this, I'm like, yeah, what's up? Don't give me this time release tablet. Give me crack now. Yeah. There's so many people on TikTok. Skylar's not on it. Um, no, yes. Skylar, how does it feel to be an adult? 
I couldn't tell you, but it's like the last thing I'm holding on to just because I think it's just like, it's just a whole other world that I'm like, I'm the person that doesn't understand how the people like the teenagers and early 20s girls that like get famous from dancing. I can't comprehend it. I don't. I know how it's pedophilia. Well, yeah. In the most sincerest way. And I hope that anyone who watches slash listens to the podcast understand that I'm not, I'm not denigrating you and saying you're a bad person, but like. We cannot pretend that a 15-year-old girl dancing without a bra in sweatpants in her family's house for 14 million people. Those people don't go to school with Charlie. Sorry. That's troubling. If my daughter was like, you know, I got 15 million people watching me dance on TikTok, I'd be like, no, you don't. Not anymore. <laughs> but now, no, like, that one girl has her dad filming it. He's like, you're doing great, sweetie. It's like that mentality. It's like the Regina George mom with the camcorder. <laughs> yeah, it's just like with an iPhone now, and people are like, she does it. She works it. Like, Mean it's... Girls made fun of this concept. <laughs> I know. Like, 15 years ago. Yeah, and it's now it's wild. just a thing that happens. And so. like I, if you're like a kid in college, you remember when we were in college and like the craziest thing you could do is like hear about parties and like maybe mm-hmm. like college ACB or like Yik Yak would like talk about something. And then like maybe like right after we graduated, there were like Snapchat accounts for different colleges, like do it mm-hmm. for state or whatever, like that kind of crazy shit. But now, like, everything is out there. So there's going to be a group of kids who go to jail too fast, I think. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like, I used to black out so hard at parties <laughs> in college. <It's> like, <laughs> full-blown, just, like, I fell asleep on a front lawn one time. And, like, yeah. that would just be a viral video that I would not want. And I think it's oh. more, like crossing the line of like what's consensual of like video i would hate being a college kid and be like nothing is oh safe God. yeah you know like oh, people are trying to go get jobs afterwards kid. that's why you go to college because you're like i get to do some wild shit and in 2009 no one knew and now oh. like you have no chance there are very recent examples where i'm like why were the phones out like if i'm okay if it's my party and i see you with your phone out the only footage they will have is me smacking the phone out of your hand (laughs) i had a friend take a shit on a coffee table at a party (laughs) and she talks about this story she was crying and she was like i can't believe it like i can't believe that i did that and she it like scarred that memory scars her brain of people telling her about it imagine if someone got that and put it on tiktok her life would be it's done. It's like no one can take a shit on a coffee table anymore. It's like, what the fuck yeah. is this? <laughs> the other day, do you guys remember when it, I forget where she went. She might've gone to USC, but I don't remember. It was the sorority girl that she wrote like the really aggressive letter to every girl in her sorority about like, Oh um, yeah. Like the parties and everything. And then Michael Shannon read it on probably yeah. like college humor or something. Yeah. And it went viral that way. I watched it. The, I forget what it was. I think I was watching a movie with Michael Shannon. I'm like, where is that girl now? Like, what's going on? Because you really didn't know who she was. You knew of the letter. You're like, oh, fuck, what a crazy girl. And she got, like, writing jobs out of it. I'm like, what a fucking boss. I'm so jealous. I've <laughs> been doing this all wrong. Like, I've been trying to write books and stuff the legit way. I'm like, no, I just need one of my, like, aggressive, mean emails to a client or my mom or someone to sneak out, and then I'm good. Like, I'm set. It's like a – Hannah, what were you? A sorority? Yeah. Uh, Alpha fee, all for free, as yeah. they say. 
No, it was a where was it like a KD? Is it the Kappa Delta or like yeah, Mu? I think It's like really interesting, also because there's like a weird obsession with being like these girls are so dumb, and I'm like they've been doing this. They're not stupid. That's like part of the vibe of like getting into the sorority. Like you know yeah. you're gonna be yelled at. Like no one's like I want to be in a woke sorority because that shit just sounds lame. I'm sorry. That's yeah. this is not PC of me to say. But if someone's like, well, our sorority, we don't care about what you do. You won't be like, no, I want you to care. What are you I'm talking about? I need to be in this. I need you to care a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, literally our president, when we were rushing, I think I was going to be a junior rushing and we were known as the chill sorority. And she was like, I'm so sick of this chill sorority bullshit. <laughs> she was like, we're not, we're the chill sorority. She was like, who wants to fuck a chill girl? I'm telling you right now, no one. <laughs> That's what it hit me. I was like, she's right. Like, no guy wants to fuck someone who's chill. They want to fuck someone who's uptight and waxes their butthole. And <laughs> yeah, and like Michael Shannon making fun of her, like at the time, you're like, that's hilarious. But then you like, now, Okay, in 2021, that doesn't happen because we do understand the power dynamic is like multimillionaire trained performer yeah. making fun of a girl who was mean to other girls who have probably also been mean in, <laughs> with like some inside information. It's yeah. like if someone recorded the conversations Hannah and I have had in green rooms about <laughs> either shows we've been on or comedians we don't like, they'd be like, they're bitches. But... That's just, we just talking. And it's not even like some foul, like, let's like put poison in their drink type of shit. It's just like, I do not like them and they don't like me. Oh, hey, like it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's just regular shit talk. She just signed her name or put the fucking <laughs> yeah. symbol on yeah. top. But just, there were people no. proofreading that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone definitely was like, this is the first draft. I need it meaner. I went to Ole Miss. I don't. Yeah, I went to Ole Miss. I, I don't know. I never rushed. Uh, so freshman year, I had the opportunity and I opted not to because like when you're when you're like a black kid at like one of those big southern schools and like all the frats are like probably 98 percent white. And there was one frat. And the biggest thing about this frat, they're like, man, two years ago, they let a black guy in. And they're like, what? And then like, so my freshman year, like, Jay, you could be the next black guy they let in. You're like, I don't want a Tiger Woods, your fraternity dog. I just want some beer. Can you just give me this Keystone that you paid $2 for? I'm figuring out my sexuality. You want a kiss? I wasn't in one either. I rushed and then I went through it. And I'm like, ooh, I don't, I don't like this because I don't like rules and I didn't want to be held accountable for shit. And I didn't That's want like the bedrock. <laughs> was like, first thing first, I don't like rules. You need to minimal. leave. <laughs> The no. first thing you have to memorize is rules. <laughs> no, not my thing. Yeah, because I didn't like rules either. But Skylar, I would say that's less you don't like rules. I'm just more of an alcoholic more than I like rules. You <laughs> hate rules. So I was like, yeah, like I hate the rules, but I'll do them so that I can get fucked up for fee ball, so which is a philanthropy that I don't know what goes to. I don't know what the money goes to, obviously. Oh, but you ran God. track, didn't you? Oh, no, I didn't do it. I did theater. I was like athletic. I know, but for my... some reason, I thought you, maybe it's just your body. I thought you ran Maybe. Back. I wear tights a lot. I did theater, and then I became a meathead, I want to say like around like 19, because 
I had like one friend who loved the gym and I was like, I love the gym. And that's like, that's how male friendships work. Sometimes when you're like in your early twenties, late teens, you're like, wait a second. We like exactly one thing that's the same. So for an hour and a half a day, we're going to do that thing. Then we're going to live our separate lives. And then the dumb, I guess, gods gave me two meathead new roommates. I had two girls and then I got two meathead guys. And so like the apartment had like a paradigm shift. Like it went from like being clean to like whatever you think a guy's apartment can look like. I was gonna say like, it went from it, being nice to the opposite. <laughs> oh, Michael and Colin, my roommates, they were clean, but boy clean. So whatever the ceiling is. So not is, clean? Exactly. So not. Uh, you had a black spread. toilet bowl? <laughs> no, we didn't have the black toilet bowl, but there were so, I just, I just want to repeat, there were so many times that you were like, that bowl is clean enough. You, you, either, you know, your apartment, apartment beer boxes? Beer boxes, bottles of alcohol. Um, there were not enough spoons, so you just would leave your favorite spoon out. Um, and then like, my room was all the way in the back close to the washer and dryer and so like it got cleaner as it got gayer like <laughs> colin was filthy michael had a girlfriend so Brittany kind of kept his room okay and then my room was the best and then my when i finally got like a boyfriend and got even cleaner but we all went to the gym together so i like just i became a dumb meathead out of kind of like just environment I should have done that, but I just kept drinking, I guess. <laughs> it's like all the girls at USC were so hot. And I was like, I should like really try here. And I just. Hannah, you're hot. Are you talking about like the girls that like become, and this, I don't want to sound misogynistic, the girls that become funny hot where you're like, oh, you literally don't want to do anything else ever. Like nurses. <laughs> Uh, I think they're like heroes. two different. I think they're like two <laughs> nice. different nursing paths. They're the girls who are like, oh yeah, I'm really good at organic chemistry, and it's been my dream to help kids because my little brother was sick when he was a kid. And then those other girls are like, nursing or whatever. Yeah. Like those girls, the second group, I know what you're talking about. In my two uh, schools, they called those the MRS degree girls. Yeah. yeah. Nurses? No, like not nurses. Anyone. <laughs> Anyone who like didn't know by junior year. Yeah. Yeah. Their communication girls was ours. And it was like, oh, you're just learning how to, <laughs> learn how to uh, get a boyfriend via text. <laughs> like that was a class. Communications in this funny field of study because you could be like, I'm getting my communications degree. They'd be like, oh, are you thinking of rocket journalism? Are you thinking like postgraduate degree? And this is like where you're building on. Are you thinking theater? Are you thinking TV and film? And like, no, 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 just like communications. In general. <laughs> yeah. That's like what you do at a mall kiosk. What you talking about? <laughs> I knew people in, um, uh, retail management and then <laughs> no and it's like you don't that's not a degree that's you just become a manager if you're in college you are overqualified <laughs> to be a retail manager it takes yeah. like four months to start a job at a retail place and then become a manager and i know that because that happens <laughs> if you work at a retail place the fastest way to become as a, a manager is just stay after back to school because September <laughs> through November, they'll be like, you got some good work ethic. You'll be like, cause I showed up and I wasn't hot. Not they'll be here. like, okay, you don't gotta, you don't gotta sell me on you. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't imagine working retail in New York city though. That's like a different, that's like a professional. 
you have to have patience for that. And that is something <laughs> that cannot be taught in college. You have to be the oldest of eight siblings. You have to raise all your brothers and sisters to be a yeah. manager. In like New York, like retail people are either the best customer service people and so knowledgeable from a product standpoint or they're models. And that is the rule. They're Where either do you good. Shop? You remember places would hire <laughs> models. And Fitch? Any place would hire. Like okay, so like if you like shop at like Adidas, like they'd be like, oh, I can tell you everything about these Adidas shoes. I can tell you everything about this shoe. And then there's like another person who's like, I look really good in these leggings, and I'm gonna be in the front of the store, Greeter. and that's it. Yeah, the greeters. That's so true. Because I have been in stores in New York where I'll go to the person up front and be like, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" And they'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna connect you with James," and then this like burly <laughs> man who's balding comes out and just like knows everything. And you're like, "Okay, Francesca, sorry I asked your question." Girl. James is like, "Now, Hannah, with these leggings, you're gonna want." James, how do you know? <laughs> you wear these? But he's right. But Jay, to be fair, wait, Skylar, what did you study? You're like communications. <laughs> I do have a communications minor, but it just kind of fell into my lap. You just but showed I, up one day and they were like, communications. You know, that's minor. honestly like, I went to my like junior year to my admissions counselor, whatever she was. And she's like, all right, you're on track. Like we should be done here soon. And she's like, you know, you could get a minor in communications if you added this class. I'm like, yeah, throw it on there. <laughs> they always do that in college. It's like second semester, your junior year, they're like, okay, yep, looks like you're on track. Wait a second. Do you, Jay, right? Okay. Um, do you want a minor? Because, like, you have one. Giving them out. Like, well, I was a film major. So my counselor, like, freshman year, was like, are you considering a business minor? I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm a film major. So it's like, it's not like I'm going to walk into Wall Street and be like, yes, but look at this minor. Like, when has a minor ever gotten someone a job? I was English and then a theater minor and then Mm -hmm. stayed an extra two years, got a theater major, and and then I got a theater graduate degree. So I wasted a lot of time, but I also just like, I got them to pay for it the last few years, like the last three years in the first four but it was like a weird it's weird when your degree is useful now because you're like in this minority of like millennials Mm -hmm. i also think it's lucky that you're talented because i feel like (laughs) you see people who are theater majors and you're like oh at alabama to kind of curb that it was my job to teach acting one because the acting instructors didn't even want to have to deal with 18 year olds. So the graduate students taught a bunch of acting one classes. I was the adjudicator for people's progress. So I had to like look people in the eye and be like, I want to see you vary and diversify your interests because here at the capstone here at the university of Alabama, we don't want to put any of our students in the box in the same breath. I'd be like, you're an actress. And they would hear the difference between my intentions for those students. Well, I mean, I had a lot of acting teachers tell me to quit. So I would just quit their class and then do a different (laughs) acting class. Is there anyone from your time at USC that like you see now doing well enough? You're like, Oh, I've talked about him. Colin Waddell. He was on the flight (laughs) attendant. I love him. I met him at freshman orientation. He told me he was a theater major. And I was like, your energy, sir, you're going to be a star. And he was so creeped out. And I was like, I just know you're going to be a star. Uh, It's weird because I know people that have done really, really well on Broadway. When you say really good at Broadway, 
What does that mean? Oh, I know a guy. This is a crazy thing. I'm like working at David Barton Astor Place, which was a gym slash sex club. Okay. And I want to say 2016, I'm walking from Astor Place through Union Square. And I see a guy who graduated as an undergrad from Alabama about two years before I got done. And he was a talented dude. He can sing, he could dance, he could act. He was handsome, he was black, he was in good shape. But he was even like what Hollywood calls industry in black because his parents were Nigerian, but he grew up in Alabama. And so like he was doing like off-Broadway stuff. And I saw him, I was going to train some clients and then he was coming from a catering gig. And in my heart, I was like, that sexy Nigerian man is way too talented to be serving people food. I was like, look, he's a model at the very least. Then like, I wanna say less than a year after that, he got the role of Hamilton in Alexander Hamilton. And then he also got the role of Burr, which is like the second biggest part in Hamilton. And at one point he was, this is Michael Lawoye. He's so talented. He played Aaron Burr in a matinee and then did Alexander Hamilton in the evening performance. And like that was like unprecedented. Like Lin-Manuel Miranda still talks about him being one of the most talented actors they've ever picked up for the production. Michael Lawoye is scary good and nice. Gave me the anniversary present of tickets to Hamilton and let me walk backstage and like see like the turntable and shit. An angel of a man. And then he went on to be on like two TV shows and like another TV show. So when I say people that are really, really good at musical theater, I mean like people that like Broadway directors were like, that person's a lead. So like, that's what I mean when I say that. Well, my friend, I know a girl who studied musical theater and she moved to New York to pursue it. And then she's already living in Texas. Um, she got married and quit. But she, <laughs> I mean, she was describing Broadway auditions as like, you stand in line for hours, you go in and you have like 10 seconds of singing before you get cut. So it's the audition worse process than anything you could imagine. Hannah, they literally would like, like imagine 30 Hannahs and 30 Skylers, and they would like look at you and be like, no. This is before you even say a word. You're like lined up. They type people out. They call it a cattle call audition because they treat the people like cattle. Yeah. When I lived in LA, I had like this standard manager, not like yeah. this media manager. So she would send me on cattle call commercial auditions. Oof. And granted, my headshots, they looked a little, they weren't me, but uh, I looked skinnier, younger. And I got <laughs> called in to do a barbecue commercial for, it, had, it was a model call for a barbecue commercial. What the fuck, industry? Yeah, well, so I was like, okay, if I'm gonna be a model for, I, I'm not a model, but I could be a, mar a model for barbecue, you know? <laughs> Like I uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Miss Kingsford Charcoal 2021, <laughs> Hannah Dickinson. Like, you're just like Miss Weber Grill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I that's see what, that. That's kind of hot. I know. And that's what I hoped it was, right? So right. I wore overalls to look younger. <laughs> no, 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 no. You did not wear overalls to a barbecue audition. <laughs> Yes, as a model, okay? I get there. It's It was like rush all over again. It's 16-year-old hotties in crop tops. The girls next to me are talking about how their old boyfriends are driving them to Vegas. Their moms are there as their fucking <laughs> chaperones because they're too young to be at an audition on their own. And oh I get God. called in with girls who are less than 100 pounds. They're <laughs> just teens. And we're doing like turn left, turn right. And when it got to me, I'm like, do you even want me to do this? This feels like a, yeah, a waste <laughs> of time. 
And my manager, when I left, I called her. I was like, what the fuck was that? And she was like, <laughs> it's your confidence that's the problem. I was like, no, it's the fact that they want people who don't even touch barbecue to be in a barbecue commercial. <laughs> yeah. It's that's... like they haven't hit the age where they can legally grill. I'm upset about this. Who do I call? Yeah. Well, I dropped her, so I don't have her number anymore. But, okay, but I want to know what company. Was this the KC Masterpiece? Who was this? No, obviously, this was a solo woman on her own out of a basement I, I don't even have an agent now let alone what was i'm trying ago. to think of my worst one time yeah what's your worst audition i like had to do a lola audition for kinky boots because they're like well jay how do you feel about drag i was like fun to watch they were like no 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 but you're gonna be the drag queen i was like y'all crazy and they sent me in there i was i showed up but once again a bunch of people who look like me cool but like can sing way higher and i can sing okay i show up and the people were like where are your character heels and i was like what i'm just like wearing tennis shoes for this drag queen audition i was embarrassing myself y'all like there there was i can think of two other times where i was like what am i doing wait for a drag audition have you ever done drag no i, I was wore my mama's wigs when i was little to be silly people think that any funny black man who's queer can also do drag and that is not the case first of all i look very good i'm not wearing makeup right now i look very good without makeup that's the first thing secondly i respect drag enough to be like oh girl you are so good at it i'm happy that's not me like it's just <laughs> i do think drag is like stand-up comedy where it does look easy if yeah. you're good at it because i was watching rupaul's drag race yeah and one guy said or one lady said to the other drag person that they were competing against she's only been doing it for a year and a half like good luck she's not oh seasoned it is it is the same yeah. dynamic from a comedy standpoint because you'll be like okay I, okay <laughs> But the person who, who she said was not seasoned enough, I thought she was good. So I was like... What's, what's so funny about that entire exchange is... So Hannah's talking about Olivia Lux and Rosé. And like Rosé, it was basically like seeing someone who you had like judged in the competition on the same show as you. That's what happened to one of the drag queens. Rosé was like, I was a judge in the pageant that she won. And now she's like doing drag up against me. And like the other girl advanced in this episode technically. But like, I once again, I respect drag enough to not do it shittily. So like, when they see me on the Kinky Boots audition, I was like, I'm gonna sing this song. The song's too high, the heels are too high. I ain't gonna get this. So I've been, I've been, there are so many times where I embarrass myself. I think one time I sneezed during like a dramatic monologue. <laughs> and like, you know that point when like you sneeze and like you don't have snot come out, but like a booger comes out <laughs> and they like stopped me. They're like, nah, you can go. I was like, well, I guess we aren't gonna figure out how to get this civil rights bill passed. Uh, all right, bye y'all. <laughs> when you do stage acting and you're not musical theater, they will tell you, you better get good at TV and film because theater will make you good, films will make you famous, but TV will make you money because residuals don't happen with anything else. And so then, I like was doing my like little theatery auditioning thing and it just wasn't sticking. Like there wasn't enough bites. I like was in one tequila commercial where my line was and then I To me, I'm um, like, that's huge. That's huge. I, it was like an Avion tequila commercial too. And so I knew I could only do stand up 
in the middle of the day or at night or on the weekends because I have my clients. I used to stand up every day for like a year, like to the point where I hated some of it. Like Hannah will tell you, there's some days where like you look at like what you're about to do and you're like, man, I got to buy a drink and I got to sit through people. And I was like, okay, I can make it through this. I can, like, I can make it through this part because I was personal training at two different spots. So I was doing okay. And like my rent was, my I think my rent was like, right at eight because we were in a studio in a basement in east harlem where a man lived next to us and he was outside that's the only way i can describe so the you know the dumpsters on like street level apartments there was a man who lived i didn't call him oscar the grouch my boyfriend did but he lived (laughs) right there and he would light incense and he would just live there yeah, no, but yeah, it was nice. But like, he just lived the. the we, it was not safe. But... Talk about motivation. Having a, a man live in a dumpster next to your apartment. You're like, <laughs> I am one wall away from this. Yeah, that's why I was at open mics. I needed sunlight. I was like, I just need to be above ground. I cannot be a subterranean creature my entire existence in New York. And so then I like enter competitions. But like, you're doing bringers at this point. So what you basically have to do is you have to only tell some of your friends about certain shows. Cause like, I've seen people burn out their friends on bringers so fast. The rate of losing friends to the more stand up <laughs> you do. It's like such a, you're like, oh, can you come to my show? They're like, you're actually no longer in my phone. So yeah. <laughs> can you come to my show? Who is this? <laughs> I was getting on dating apps and inviting guys. No, and I, yeah. I, Cause I produced a show and I was like, all right, fuck, we need people. So I got on Tinder and I remember I got this one guy to come and he was randomly, <laughs> I didn't know this, had a friend of a friend, but he was like trying to make out with me at the comedy store. And I was like, dude, we just met. I would have like talked to him, but he was like being so creepy that I was like, oh. I appreciate you coming to the show, but I'm not going to fuck you because you did that. I very much appreciate that you were like, I would have made out with you. I would have. We, I would have, but not in this classy establishment where people do cocaine. <laughs> yeah, people fuck in the bathroom. Learn space. Learn yeah, space. what are you talking about? Christopher you know, is texting 16-year-olds two doors down. Stop Well, it. that's why we couldn't make out. Crystalia was busy in the bathroom. Um... <laughs> So he told his friend, he goes, did Hannah only invite me to that show because she needed people? And I was like, okay, my friend goes, why would you do that? And I go, because I needed people. <laughs> That's wasn't wrong to just tell people like, hey, do you want to meet for a drink at Vaughn or something? I'd love to see you. And then they show up, you're like, oh, by the way, I've got to Oh, go. by the way, it's going to be $20 tickets and it's going to be 25 minimum for like drinks. And then the fries are probably going to be $10 and cold. And if you want nachos, I'm going to just warn you right now, baby boy, don't get them. <laughs> If that's one thing I could tell people in 2021, unless it's The Stand, which has like a chef from per se and like a kitchen that you can see, stop ordering food. Get you something to eat before. Stop eating all this damn food at comedy clubs. I I tweeted once. I was like, if you have ever eaten in the comedy club, don't worry about what's in the vaccine. You're okay. (laughs) What happens when you still have pandemic brain, but the world is closer to the way it was before and people are like people gonna be wilding i say that as if like atlanta ain't fucking wilding right now one of our guests on here who lives in atlanta she said the swingers club is open in atlanta man i get mad with my horniness 
like comes up against me being health conscious. Because if you're a swinger, if you okay, if you're a swinger, but are you a swinger, you, Jay? No, I'm not a swinger. I'm in a very conservative throuple right now. I only have two boyfriends, uh, the way the Lord intended. So, ladies, <laughs> if you don't have a man, it's because I got him. It's like I used to be. We, me and my boyfriend used to be like open. And luckily, it like shut. <laughs> and you don't want to be like, oh, it shut down. But when the world shut down, but like we were like getting kind of serious with this one other guy, and so then like it just became like a thruple. But there are people who like are used to like a rotation. Like I mean, like a few folks weekly. I'm like, how are you? That's a that's a big shift. You live with your boyfriend, and mm-hmm. the do you think your thruple ever feels like? Oh, yeah, I feel like uh, sometimes he thinks he's not less important. There's just like an idea of like, there's a long He's a little less important, not to put words like, in your mouth. <laughs> and then there's like a newer, I hope he listens to this. And there's like a newer relationship. And so like, you do kind of err on the side of I respect what's been established. Because, like, if he wasn't respectful of the relationship I had with my partner before, that's another level of, like, cockiness. Yeah, it's like that Sex in the City episode where Samantha invites a, that girl, the hostess. The best part about the episode is, like, Samantha kind of physically assaults that young girl and pushes her out of the bed. And it's a pretty <laughs> high bed. But that young girl assaulted her by being so hot and young. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. You Do y'all remember when you found out Sex in the City, it's not that it was like, I don't want to say corny, but like it's now corny. people are like, oh, Sex in the City, we need to update some of this stuff. But like, if I would have watched that in fourth grade or when however old I was, I would be like, this is what? Oh, shit. What? You know what I mean? Well, I watched it through high school. That was my sex education. I think because Carrie held on so long to Big, that's why I'm so fucked up about relationships. I'm like, he's coming back. He's showing up to Paris. And then my phone's just empty. And I'm like, I think he's coming do back, you, though. Do you have like a Big? Yeah, I did, but I um, oh shit! But I cut him out because I was like, "This is unhealthy." I thought he was a big, but he was actually just a narcissist. But also, you know? like Hannah, this is the plot. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what I'm saying is, like, I don't think they actually come back. Uh, I don't think this guy's coming back. Hmm? I guess I have a long road ahead of me. Knock on wood. It's a weird because that kind of relationship to me is an adult relationship. Like, you know how like before you understand that they're like gradations to things, you're like, I can't believe blah, 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 blah. But then the minute you turn 25, you're like, all right, um, it really is a dial, not a switch. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, uh, it's like, it's an adult understanding. That's, that's okay. Ooh, speaking of which, I listen, I never watched The Bachelor, but this season, because he kind of looks like he could be my older cousin, I might watch this season. I, I'm watching Matt. with my friends because he's the first guy I think is hot. Oh, he's... Okay, the crazy thing about The Bachelor is there's also going to be, like, people and E and Entertainment Tonight are going to, like, be, like, tying themselves up in knots to not talk about him being black. They're going to be like, oh, oh, he's so tall and athletic but because he was an athlete not because (laughs) and then there's gonna be like one black person like you know you can say it like no 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 you're not gonna trick us 
I get like the weird thing that you like have to address because like, okay, everyone on this podcast is cool and very chill. But like, there's some people who get ABC in the middle of the country that when they watch Monday night or whenever it comes, they're going to be like, okay, we see who the limo driver is. When's, when's he going to get out of the limo? <laughs> it sucks that this is like a progressive hurdle we have to get past in 2021. But like, for real, I guarantee you it's going to be like some moms and dads are like, well, when I met him, I really realized people are the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you feel like that going to Al? Wait, did you say Ole Miss or Alabama? I went to both because I wanted to make segregationists doubly mad. <laughs> I went to Ole Miss and then I went to grad school at Alabama. And like, there were times where like, I could tell people had never hung out, hung out like with a black person. And the minute you like, there's like enough like friendship established, you'd be like, okay, so can I ask you? And you'd be like, okay, yes. Because sometimes it'll be like uh, just a question that you'll be like, oh, that's a good question. They'll be like, okay, so like a lot of black people are from Jamaica, but can you be Jamaican and not black? You'll be like, yeah, but the black people in Jamaica, they are usually the descendants of slaves in Jamaica. They'll be like, that makes sense. Okay. But then sometimes they'll be like, can you tell me why do people walk so slow? You'll be like, what? What did you <laughs> What you talking about? They'd be like, I just mean like a crosswalk sometimes. I'd be like, I don't know. It's because we're tired. A lot of people are tired. So like, uh, I've had to deal with like the fraternity thing. Like you're acutely aware of race. But then like at both schools, like Ole Miss is like named. The, the Ole Miss football team is the Rebels. Which war was that, I guess? And then at Alabama, like, it's the Crimson Tide, which is sort of feminist. But then, like, some <laughs> of the buildings are named after, like, people that not only hated black people, but they were like, I will die before a black person goes to this school. And you'd be like, what's up, pimp? You'll, like, kiss that statue and be like, how you do? Like, what's you twerking on the statue? Which is... But it's like a... um. It's like a conversation I'm mature enough and comfortable enough to have because I grew up in Mississippi. Some people had to go from a place where they didn't have to have explicit talks about race to a place like steeped in like a racial understanding. And that was probably less than amazing for them. But because I was from Mississippi, uh, when I went to Ole Miss, I was like, okay, but let's talk about it. Let's do whatever we got to do. And when I went to Alabama, I was even older and I was in grad school. So I was like, one time one of my graduate advisors was like, well, I feel like Jay's having an attitude. And I was like, I didn't have one until now. That's kind of coded. What's that mean? I was like, I'm pretty nice. Um, it's tough when you're younger and might not necessarily have access to the vocabulary to articulate things in a way that still won't get you in trouble quickly. Because sometimes like the reactionary effect gives them enough ammunition to be like, well, see, this is why I said you had an attitude. And you'll be like, well, okay. Because in your brain, you want to like have like a real housewives moment and be like, all right, let's get into it right now. But in your grad school brain, you also have to be like, I really like the stipend. <laughs> the thing I like to end on. End is, on it. What is one secret you don't want your mom to know ever? I feel so ashamed. I have ripped out pages from like both like a men's underwear catalog 
and like Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition in Books A Million when I was younger and like jerked off furiously to those pages. Like every time, I would, my mom would take me to Books A Million because she thought I wanted to like read a bunch of books. And like that was part of it. Like I would get a book, but I go to the back and like rip out pages from like magazines and like steal and like, jerk off to those things. In Books A Million or would you bring them home? Yes, to both. <laughs> If I if I was too scared to like steal it, I would take it into the books a million bathroom and like jerk it. And then was it a single stall or were there multiple stalls? No, it was a single stall. Oh, it was it was private. I lit a candle. Um <laughs> But she doesn't know to this day you hit it pretty well. Oh, to this day. Oh she, of course she doesn't know. She doesn't know I was like ripping out pages. That was like the worst. I hit two vehicles in her car and like never told a soul. I like took one side mirror off. And then just like kept it moving in her Buick LeSabre because she had me driving a fucking tank. And then um, one time I like rear ended like a taillight and it didn't crack. But like, you know, when like you see a paint scrape and you're like, that's bad. I should leave. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't know about it. No one was injured. Because it was a parked car. Uh, oh, so you hit two parked cars with your. Oh, yeah. With my mom's car. How did yeah, she I not notice the mirror missing? Well, my side mirror was fine. Because <laughs> it was a Buick LeSabre. Their mirror. <laughs> and that was like at a football game I was not supposed to be at. Mm, I've got one of those, yeah. So I know how that feels. It was just, you like, feel, and to this day, I'm like, she never knew. <laughs> a lot of friends in high school, the amount of people who hit a parked car and didn't say anything, it's higher than the friends I know that didn't do that. But now, even now, my mom will like tap a car and she'll be like, do you think they, do you think it hit? Like, let's just get the fuck out of here. I ride city bikes in New York and I have like, ooh, my feet have been on a lot of cars. Because first of all, people don't respect bike lanes. That's, that's, we got to address the, the, the true problem. Secondly, <laughs> sometimes I'm still learning. I'm still learning how to ride a bike. I just learned how to ride a bike this year. Yeah, you got, I mean, it's not your fault. How are you supposed to do it if not it's, ruining cars? And I don't, I only feel really, really bad. It's like the car alarm starts to go off. Cause like, usually it's just me being like, well, okay, I'm trying to get through. Sorry, you look close. <laughs> but um, do you want to, I'll let you guys go, but do you want to plug your handles and everything else that you're doing and your album? Oh, and yeah. Um, so my name is Jay Jordan. You can follow me on Twitter at Jay Jordan. Instagram is the same. TikTok is the same. Oh, okay, yeah. Buy my album. It's called Jay Jordan, y'all. It's available on all platforms. And if you have the time, please watch me and Hannah's Snapchat show, Get Money, because I'm in one episode and it's very funny. Hell yeah. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. 
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.